0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out Built for the Stage yet, go to builtforthestage.com, and we can work one-on-one on on an online fitness app to help you marry your fitness journey and your pursuit of your theatrical career. Special thanks to Broadway Podcast Network. Check them out at bpn.fm. All right, exciting guest. I just... Saw this performer, mm, I think like a month ago. It was the first preview of, I'll give it away, Paradise Square. It was the oh. first preview. I was like, I'm not waiting one more day to see the show. I read the synopsis of what the show was about beforehand. I was like, I'm gonna be really into this. I can't wait. So I went and saw it. Um, a fellow BFTS fam. Uh, Kayla Peccioni was in it, so I wanted to support her. But along the way, I got to see an amazing performance by a true triple threat. This performer was doing the definition of singing, dancing, and acting. I loved every second of it on top of their wardrobe. I'll get to that a little bit later with our guest. So please welcome uh, the uh, performer who plays Washington Henry in Paradise Square, Sydney DuPont. Was hello, that was hello, that, hello? How was that for an intro? Was good that all right? You. Was that pretty good? I mean dynamic.
1: It was unlike anything I've ever heard before. <laughs> you know,
0: all all done with uh you know, this nice USB mic with a studio apartment of paper towel behind me and a brown paper bag and all this amazing stuff.
1: Listen, it'd be 2022, like Twenty twenty two, it's the world we live in
0: now after the pandemic, you know? It's the world we live in. Yeah. It's changed us
1: all. I feel like we all feel a little, you know, a little bit different when we go on the camera, and you know, everything's just a little bit more chill, a little bit more relaxed. You
0: took my joke. I was (laughs) gonna say that. I was. Oh my god! I was gonna say I do have paper towel behind me, but I am wearing pants, so
1: (laughs) winning, winning. Honestly, that's that's the goal. If you're wearing pants, then Uh, you're doing it right
0: hilarious, You're hilarious. okay well let's rewind let's get to know uh you a little bit sydney for our our audience uh our listeners you made your broadway debut in beautiful uh this was when what year did you make your debut in beautiful
1: uh i believe this was 2008. okay.
0: all right so you you basically are yes. born and then you just instantly make your broadway debut or how like where are you from tell us about like that Where are you from? Let's start there. Where are you from?
1: Yeah, um, so I'm from Philadelphia, from Philly, um, and West Philadelphia, huh? Okay. You know, I
0: was
1: (laughs) again. We're
0: you and I are going to get along because just with that pants joke, I was I wanted to go there with that, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to be that. I'm not going (laughs) to do it. And then you did, and I was like, see, on the same wave, like, okay, so from listen. You know,
1: honestly, I'm a little bit corny, like with yeah. the jokes, like, I'm like a dad joke kind of guy. So,
0: oh, I can't I'm wait. I can't that. wait. All right. So, from Philadelphia, uh, you stay in Philadelphia or you grow up somewhere else? Where, what's grown? Well,
1: I, I stayed in Philly. Um, I grew up a little bit in this area uh, called Mount Airy in Philadelphia, and then I moved to West Philadelphia. Yep. <laughs> hence the song. Uh, and then, uh, after that, I, um, I went to high school at uh, the Creative and Performer Arts High School, uh, where like Jasmine Sullivan was there, and like just talent above talent. And so it was a really humbling experience, <laughs> Um, that like kind of started, you know, um, my professional like interest mm-hmm. into music, and and I was a voice major, so I started singing first, and then from there I. Uh, saw the dancers and I remember walking past a, a dance class and I was like, Oh, that looks good. And the guys, they had such like power, mm-hmm. but grace to them. And I was like, I'm going to, I want to do that. And so I started learning and dance and, um, and then taking acting classes and going to Philodenco and ballet school, out, outside of school and everything. And then next thing you know, I'm at university of the arts where I went to get my BFA from musical theater. And then blink your eyes, I am yeah, yeah, yeah. Broadway and beautiful. (laughs) Um,
0: I love that you said it was a humbling experience uh, for everyone listening. I always try to draw inspiration and some type of insight from our guest stories. Like if you're the best person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And if you were having these humbling experiences that's where you cut your teeth and, and made who you are today. And and so if you're out there and you're like, wow, I always feel like I'm the last person in this room. Good. Amazing. Like you're in the right room. So, so keep working at it. Um, yeah. When you were at university of the arts, um, did you, did you graduate with like that? I'm gonna I'm Broadway or bust or like, what was your journey like? as far as becoming a quote unquote, uh, professional in the career.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I, I actually started working professionally while I was in high school. I, um, had did a, a, a concert, a dance concert at school and, um, a man named step Stewart, who choreographed for Dr. Oz and his TV show had saw the show. And he was choreographing something in New York city with like a, of be from hairspray on broadway in chicago and all that good stuff and some rockets and everything and so he had brought me up to new york and uh, i was there for like a week and i got out of school it was great it was my senior year um and from there that kind of transitioned the way i looked at the industry because i think before oftentimes we could feel so overwhelmed by by the gravitas of it, especially coming from Philadelphia, where, I mean, there's a great theater scene, but I just wasn't as exposed to it at a young age. And so for me, it was like, oh, okay. It was like peeking behind the veil. And finally I was able to really see that. So by the time I got to college, um, Broadway was of course, you know, on, on a dream and, and something that I look forward to doing, but I think I just started falling in love with the craft and falling in love with like the, process of like learning. I, I think I just enjoyed learning. I enjoyed learning, you know, Meister technique. I enjoyed learning how to, to do it. Uh, Cause once, once you, I'm sure as you know, once you get to this level, it's, it's more than just about talent or anything like that. It's about consistency. It's about work ethic. It's about showing up. Um, it's about being professional when nobody else in the room is professional. You know what I mean? And I think that that is when you start finding. Who you are, um, and you kind of become unshakable in that sense. You become a little bit, um, grounded and in, into what you're trying to do. So,
0: yeah. to answer your yeah. question,
1: university degrees yeah. definitely. You know, uh, all
0: right. So before we jump into Paradise Square uh who so you started performing and and being in the arts very early who are you outside of the arts do you have any other interests do you have we i've been joking with you about like ice cream like what's yeah. your like what who's sydney off the stage
1: um <laughs> i think i well i said it's <laughs> kind of corny uh, <laughs> uh i i'm a nerd i love video games i you know i play elden ring i play uh God of War, I play like a. Bunch do, you of a do you have a gaming chair?
0: Do you have a gaming chair?
1: Oh, it's <laughs> literally right beside me. I'm not sitting in okay, it. Okay, like, okay, I can look at it right now. Uh, I do have a really great gaming chair, um, mostly PS5, uh, um, you know, video games.
0: Uh-huh. I'm
1: a PlayStation guy. Um, I love movies, uh, specifically like Marvel and superhero stuff. I'm like oh, such, all right. You're gonna like this. You're gonna like this, right? Like, so excellent.
0: my first dog. I have two dogs. My first dog is named uh, Thor, and yeah, and his last. Oh. So I'm uh, my last name's Roscoe. Yeah. So he's Thor Roscoe's son, son of Roscoe. Um, and I got him at three <laughs> months. Love- and the I was not really a Marvel fan or a comic book fan, but I just had seen the movie. And I was like, oh, I like that movie. That was a fun movie. and I, and then I just got him, so I, I named him Thor. Well, fast forward, I get another dog uh, years later, and <laughs> the adoption name, her name was Angel, but she was anything but an angel. She was very devious. Um, so I was like, what can we what can we name her? Yeah. So I was, I was gonna I was like, let's keep it in the Marvel family. So I was looking up, uh, she's a a girl dog, so I was looking up female Marvel characters. And I really liked that uh, Pepper Potts, um, Iron Man's girlfriend, the superhero she becomes is named Rescue. So the whole like rescue adoption thing. So yeah, so we got Thor and Pepper Potts, two Marvel uh, names.
1: I love it. I love it. I mean, you you spoke it into existence. I think we are definitely <laughs> seeing each other right now.
0: Sorry, sorry to go on to that bunny that. trail on um, this interview yeah. that's about Sydney. I didn't mean to talk about my dogs for a minute there, but. It,
1: Anytime uh, you can talk about your uh, dogs, please talk about your uh, dogs. What kind um, of dogs are
0: there, Thor actually? is a boxer, Rhodesian, Ridgeback mix. And then Pepper uh, is a pit bull with a. It's called a a black mouth cur. It's a small Tennessee hunting dog that was bred in Tennessee, this dog. And they have this uh, like black snout and they help like, like uh geese or s- like small game like that, that they would track down for the hunters. And coincidentally enough, a Rhodesian Ridgeback that's Thor. Oh,
1: wait, let me stop you. I know that. I know all about yeah. African Rhodesian Ridgebacks. So my parents actually, I grew up yeah. with two Rhodesian Ridgebacks. Um, they ended up passing away, you know, when I was uh, finishing college. Um, they lived very long lives, but then my parents got three new Rhodesian Ridgebacks, um, and so they have all this land in Philadelphia, and so they have three Rhodesian Ridgebacks right now, um, and so I know exactly their lineage and how they. Did pretty much the same thing as, the you know, your other dog. Lions, yeah. Hunt down lions. All like, right. Awesome. Yeah. They're so loyal, smart, and, and they do have that like, yeah. little Mohawk
0: thing in yep. the back. Right? Oh, they're, that's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm jealous of your family with the big yeah. yard because, you know, apartment living with these two very active dogs is, is tough. Um, okay. So let's uh, – okay. So gaming, you like Marvel. What's your favorite Marvel uh, character or movie?
1: I okay, so the movie, the movies aren't necessarily my favorite, but I love X Men. I've always been a huge mm-hmm. X Men, like Storm and, and that, that kind of world. Um, yeah, so that's definitely my favorite, but as far as movie wise, I would say probably Infinity Wars. I think that was for me, yeah, one of the best of the marvel franchise i just think it was really well done Endgame was great too but i think that it just it it, it was a slow burn to get to yeah. where we all wanted it to get to uh yeah but but it did get there um and then i also want to say i do have a dog as well her name is olivia i got mm-hmm. her a shout out she's a chihuahua shout out Doxie. olivia <laughs> i know she's, yeah but i do i love marvel um obviously i love working out and fitness and staying active i mean as you saw in the show there's a lot of dancing and um, and it's a lot of stamina and a lot yeah. of um, energy that, that happens, especially because of yeah. dancing and singing at the same time, most of us know. Um, so that's something that I really have been trying to prioritize, but also trying to... Just find love in it and find a release and working out and not being like, oh, okay, I just need to like right, right. vanity muscle.
0: Yeah, yeah. What like you're that. doing in your training is is directly affecting you on the stage in in a positive light. Um, I always – do you still train? You still work out right now during the show? You still go and work out sometimes?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Less than I have been. Uh, Before the show, I think before the show, I'm like prepping and I'm doing so much of that, taking so many dance classes and just trying to like build as much um, stamina as I can. Once we started doing the show, as you know, it's a grueling, grueling schedule. There's hardly any time off. There's, you know, any time that you do have off, you're generally working on something else. Um, and so I, it just has been a little bit more difficult, but I do have a morning workout routine that I do about 15 minutes. Um, so it's just like an ab, you know, you know, core, mostly cardio, uh, yeah. centered workout. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll, I'll try to get to the gym. Well, that's that's great. That's speed,
0: amazing. So I want to highlight hard. that because I, I, yeah. with our clients at, at, built for the stage and everyone that's listening or whatever, You are a professional athlete. Sydney is a professional athlete. And just like someone in the NBA, a basketball player, just because they're in season or AKA in a show, you don't just stop your training. You have to continue to uh, even out imbalances. You have to continue to work the body in a way that your show is not so that you can continue to be durable and able on your show. You have to train beyond your show. So thank you for being an amazing example, Sydney, and leading our community from the front. So that's awesome to hear. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
0: Okay, perfect segue into Paradise Square. So, the uh, again, the show was amazing. Um, I actually got two uh, high-waisted pants now with some suspenders. I got the <laughs> whole like short-sleeve, three-button uh, shirt, like. The next, the next Broadway show I go to uh, this this coming May, I'm definitely wearing this outfit. I'll tag Paradise Square in it. Make sure y'all can see it. I cannot wait. the The outfits, the costumes were amazing. Okay, so uh, rewind us to like you hear about this new work that's happening, and you know, go. You go to auditions and uh, to, to walk us through kind of the evolution of this show.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's actually a really interesting, uh, uh, journey. So I, I was in Australia at the time I had just finished. Let me truly rewind. So I was doing gypsy in, uh, North Carolina at Riley at, at NCT. Um, and it was about a, a three week you know gig. So it was really quick. I was playing Tulsa and, um, yeah. And so I did that. And then that Saturday we were, we were closing on that Sunday and that Saturday, I got a call from Beautiful because um, I had been on Broadway and done the tour and they were like, hey, we need someone in Australia who can do the high tenor track uh, and we need you to be there by Monday. And I said, okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, listen, I can, I can probably do Tuesday. I can do Tuesday. Um, so I closed the show on Sunday, um, Gypsy, and then on monday i you know took olivia to my parents house and um and packed i already had my bags packed so it was great and then i just went to australia and then while i was in australia doing beautiful that's when i got an email to about paradise square um now the music director for paradise square is the same music director for beautiful jason howland who is absolutely incredible he's a genius and not only is he a genius but he's one of the kindest human beings i've ever worked with in my life if i could work with him Mm. all the time i would (laughs) uh and also his music is is glorious and and epic and cinematic and and yeah i love it but um so he kind of pitched my name in for this and so i sent in a video and that's all she wrote um and then next thing you know i was doing a workshop Um, right after i left um australia um i got back into new york and then i think Maybe two weeks later, I was going out to um, to Canada to do the first workshop. And that was ending 2017, 2018. Um, and then, next thing you know, five years fly by, and I do a bunch of workshops. And I do uh, Berkeley in 2018, Berkeley rep. And then we did Chicago um, most recently in September through December. And then Broadway. so it's been a really really long but rewarding process for sure Creating how, this how, character. okay
0: so you said yeah. five years ago was when it all started so five years ago yeah then yeah. also the pandemic like what a journey how magical was opening night for you like did you like did you did, were you just crying oh. the whole time or crying 99 percent of the time like <laughs>
1: I mean, I tried most of the show just for my <laughs> character and like his journey, but I I absolutely, especially by Bows, I, I mean, you just, it, you can't explain it. I mean, I mean, I can try. It, it's, how do you, how do you quantify? Because it's not just the five years, right? Like, most people you know they ask what are you, what's your dream role do you want to be Fierro? do you want to play simba do you want to? and i always it never none of those felt right to me none of I'm not to say that i you know wouldn't want to play those but they just weren't dream roles for me and and i just didn't under, quite understand what a dream role really was and i think what i always kind of said was i i i don't think my role has been created yet you know what i mean and i and i would love to to find that and that's what this role has been so I've always wanted to create something. And I think that's where the magic of our industry and as an actor is truly being able to create something new and something that is uniquely yours and uniquely um, you know, crafted to your gifts, you know? And so that is what I'm so grateful for because to be able to to do that, that was the that was the goal, and that was the dream for me. And so getting to that bow opening night. Um, when there was a pandemic and so much that that got in the way and you just didn't know if you're going to make it you know um and and we did and and that that's just it's a dream it's a dream come true so i just really felt i felt a a overwhelming sense yeah well
0: congratulations and the the five-year pursuit and what you said about your role wasn't created yet like it's amazing and everyone listening like there's too many metaphors and paralleled lessons we can learn off that. So hopefully you're grasping those golden uh, nuggets there from that uh, insight that Sydney just gave us. So congratulations. Um, with the show just halting again because you had a little bit of uh, COVID spreading throughout the cast, and now this was your first week back again starting last Tuesday, correct? So. Right. How have you, the five years, the pandemic, now you open but then you shut down for a little bit and now you're back open. How are you continuing through the adversity? Is it just, it's happening so much that you say, well, it's happening again and I know that if I just keep going forward, we'll get, like, what is it that, how do you get through it? How do you you keep getting through this adversity?
1: Well, I think, you know, um, I think about Adrian Warren sometimes, you know, honestly, because I I remember her speaking about what it takes to get to Tina, you know, and to do that every night and the process of getting yeah. ready to do it, you know? Um, and that's what I kind of feel like every time. It feels like I have to um, start o- start over a bit um, every, every single time. So when COVID hit, you know, two weeks, I did test positive for COVID. So I had it for 10 days. Um, and, and it sucks. (laughs) It really does. I'm still, if I'm going to be honest, I'm still recovering. Um, as far as like stamina wise, as far as, you know, breath and, and, um, and voice even, you know, it's, it's a hard show. I mean, you've seen it. It's vocally a very, very challenging. I mean, I start the show, I think singing like a A flat, B flats. And it's just like, that's where it starts. And it never goes anywhere less than that. And so vocally, it's just really challenging, but even more than the singing, it's the, the, the yelling and the, you know, we're in a bar in 1863, you know? And so people don't, you know, when you're surrounded around Black people and Irish people, they're notoriously loud, rambunctious, you know, people. And so you want to bring that truth to the community and to the audience so they can feel that. Um, but there's a there's a fine line because it's, it's, it is exhausting. And so I think what I'm trying to do and what a lot of the other actors in the show and actresses in the show are trying to do since Tuesday is just build that stamina back up and just build the 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 vibe yeah. that we were having from opening night, um and and it's been really great. I mean, honestly, I I have never met a group of more resilient actors. I mean, I know you know Kayla, and she's my Virgo sister. I love her. Um, and she and so many people pour so much love and energy and light into me, and all I try to do every night is match what they're giving, um and pour as much love and light and energy back into them. So when they have their shining moments that they feel supported and, and loved by yeah. everyone on stage, including me. So I think that's what we're all. Okay.
0: Last to, question. Um, and then I'll let you go. I really appreciate you spending the time and giving us your words, your voice, because as everyone knows, that's listening, that might be a performer speaking for 24 minutes with me right now is a, it's a commitment when you're doing eight shows a week, you know, every word counts. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Um. Thank you for no, truly, when yeah, you it. when you returned this past week. Yes, you were recovering from from COVID and still had a little bit of that maybe lingering as far as the effects of it. Uh, but to relate this to fitness, would you say because you had the foundation built from when you did open and the rehearsals and so on and so forth, that it it yes, in a way, it's starting from scratch a little bit physically. It feels like but were you able to kind of propel yourself back into it a little bit quicker than maybe if you were day one of rehearsals, you know, a year or so ago?
1: Oh, absolutely. I I think, well, I want to say this too. We are all our worst critic, right? Like I'm the only person who knew, like nobody else in the cast was like, oh, he's out of breath or, oh, he's, you know, not doing what he usually does. But I just know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I know what it feels like um, to the ease that I usually felt, felt a little bit harder, you know. And also, I mean, more than just the stuff on stage, I want to say the hardest part of my show, and I think most people show, is the theater within itself, the Barrymore. There are about four or five flights of stairs to get to your dressing room. So you know, it's the typical old Broadway theater. So when you're going up those stairs, your knees and everything—that's what yeah. actually is the work. Um, and we never had that, and you know, in Chicago or at Berkeley, we never had that kind of situation. I think everything was one floor away from the stage. So us feeling that and getting used to that is a, is a different thing. But I will absolutely, absolutely say that the work that you do before you get to the actual quote unquote work of the show is so important. And that work ethic and that fitness, um, and, and, and even not, not only just fitness, but taking care of yourself as far as vitamins, you know, D threes, all that zinc, all that good stuff. Um, and, that all plays a factor. Also recovery, you know, every every show, uh, after a show, I am getting a bucket of ice and putting my feet in it. I am steaming. I'm doing all that. And nobody sees that part. Everyone just sees the the finished product. And I think Denzel Washington talks about this, or Will Smith, one of them. But they talked about LeBron, um, not LeBron, yeah. um, Kobe Bryant. And they see, you know, all of the shots he's making, but they're not seeing... The work actually, I know who it was, it was Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and he was like, They're not seeing the work of, of all the things that he's doing before he gets mm-hmm. to the game, um, and mm-hmm. the months leading up to it. It's exactly what you said. We are athletes, and it's not for the faint of heart. Um, it is work and it is exhausting, but it is so fulfilling, and it is one of the the greatest yeah. privileges of my life to be able to do this. Um, and hopefully, I'll be I able love to do what you said uh,
0: with the Kobe thing and the fan of heart and the recovery. Like, you could do your show eight times a week and go out and party and drink every night. A lot of young kids like to do that. They're doing summer stock or yada, yada. But you're only as good as you recover. And if you aren't taking the time to uh, practice your fitness, to get the correct nutrition, to get your sleep, yada yada. That's you're gonna fade, and you're gonna fade fast, and you're gonna become unreliable. And no casting agent wants an unreliable performer. So thank you again for saying that. Okay. Yeah, that's sleep, that's uh yeah. that's all. I don't want to take any more of your time. I appreciate you chatting with me. It truly was very enjoyable. It was one of the highlights of my week. So thank you for talking. Um, hello to Olivia. Give her a little a little scratch for me um, and <laughs> have a great show tonight. I, I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much for having
0: me. All right, everyone. Me. That I was really Sydney DuPont. Make sure you run to the theater to see uh, Sydney and the cast in paradise square. Thank you again for uh, tuning in. If you like the podcast, screenshot it, put it on your stories, share it with people, subscribe, all the good stuff. Check out billforthestage.com. I'm Joe Roscoe. And don't forget. Actors are athletes, so train like one. Later.